Romans chapter 8. I'd like to read just one verse to you, and it's the first verse. There is, therefore, now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. We have often said in trying to understand certain words in our English language that when we find a therefore, we ought to ask what the therefore is there for. Because therefore is a word drawing a conclusion from arguments that have preceded it. And in this particular case, it's seven chapters that have preceded the eighth chapter. And so when it says there is therefore, based on what has been written already in seven chapters, there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Condemnation has been lifted, has been put away. It was poured out upon the Lord Jesus Christ and His elect chosen in Him before the foundation of the world have nothing laid against their charge. As the 33rd verse in this very chapter asks, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. And then it asks, Who is He that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Then a third question. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us, according to the 37th verse. There is therefore, as a result of what the Apostle Paul laid out in chapters 1 through 7, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. There is a sense in which we were in Christ Jesus before the world began, when God chose us in Him. That's taught plainly in the Bible, in Ephesians chapter 1, Romans chapter 8, 2 Timothy chapter 1, Romans chapter, John chapter 10, John chapter 6, where we were chosen in Christ before the world began. But then, when Jesus died on the cross, we were legally in Him, because God saw in Him our deaths for our sins, and His righteousness for our case. And then we are given a new man so that we are born again and we are in Him vitally. And then by faith and baptism and obedience, we are in Christ Jesus by putting Him on daily. And so we want to consider all of those aspects of being in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation to those that are in Him. Now the second clause and the second part of this verse is, "...who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit." It's a shame that the modern translations of the Bible delete this second half of the verse, and they don't have it there, so that the real evidence of a child of God is taken out of the Word of God. Because when it tells us that there's no condemnation to them in Christ Jesus, we want to identify ourselves as those that are in Christ Jesus, and the second half of the verse helps us identify whether we are in Christ or not, because those that are in Christ walk not after the flesh. Because as it goes on to explain in this chapter, those that mind the flesh are spiritually dead before God, and those who mind the Spirit, they are spiritually minded, and that is life and peace in Jesus Christ. So the evidence of eternal life, according to this text, is walking after the Holy Spirit of God and the fruit that He bears in lives and not after the flesh and the deeds of that flesh that condemn us. Lord, have mercy upon us this day that we will exalt the Lord Jesus Christ who has delivered us from condemnation and that we will walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. 
Each one of you I ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as His ambassador this day, are you walking after the flesh? Are you doing fleshly things? Are you thinking fleshly thoughts? Are you fleshly minded? Are you worldly minded? Or are you spiritually minded and heavenly minded? The difference is great. The difference is the evidence of eternal life or the evidence of eternal condemnation. Lord, help us. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come boldly into thy presence because there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in him. And we believe that we are in him because we have believed on his glorious name and person and embraced him and love him. And we have been baptized in his name and have sought to seek him and obey him in our lives. Heavenly Father, at this moment, King of our lives, now we crown, thine shall the glory be. Heavenly Father, we crown the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord of our lives, and all the glory belongs to him. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for your mercy toward us, because we freely confess to thee that we are not worthy of the least of all thy blessings toward us. We are not worthy with Jacob of all the truth that you have shown us and of all the favors that you have bestowed upon us. Heavenly Father, but with Jacob, we will not let thee go until you bless us. Without thy blessing, our worship this morning will be profitless for us and bring no honor and glory to thee. We pray that you will lift us up in the Spirit and grant us a great measure of your Holy Spirit, that our worship will be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us our sins that stop up your ears and shorten your hand, that it does not reach forth and bless. Have mercy upon us through Jesus Christ our Lord and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, that our minds and hearts will be single-minded and that our hands will be cleansed and pure before Thee. Heavenly Father, we want this church to be the best for Thee. And we ask Thee in Jesus' name that You would bless us in those areas where we lack that we might be better. We seek no honor or praise or glory for ourselves but all of it for the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, what we are doing that displeases Thee, correct us and show us, and we shall change. And Father, O Lord, those things that displease Thee, show us. If we are misdividing the Word of God, show us that we might rightly divide the Word of truth. Father in heaven, we pray for our nation that You will preserve it and its rulers. We are thankful for them. We are thankful for the blessings of many kinds that we enjoy in this country. And, O Lord, we pray and we supplicate and we intercede on behalf of those that you have put over us. They are your servants and ministers to us for good. And we pray your rich blessings upon them that they might lead this nation in righteousness, godliness, wisdom, and truth so that your people might continue to have the protection of our laws that we might worship thee according to the Scriptures. 
We pray for your servants and your saints, the sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ, scattered abroad in every place where they call upon your name in sincerity and in truth, that you will bless them this day. Father, we seek your blessing here. Bless us in all that we do, the praying, the singing, the preaching, the hearing, the fellowship. O Lord, that it might come up as a sweet-smelling savour into thy glorious and holy nostrils. We ask in Jesus Christ's name, to whom belongs all honor and glory forever. Amen. Amen.